every so often in the news there's a big to-do about people who went up to Arabias and what happened and this happened and other problems that come out of it. And there are some individuals clearly who do go up. Uh, yet, I think everyone's aware that the mainstream view is that we do not go up to higher bias, and that is the view that all the Gdalim, um take. And so I just explain where it comes from these, that some people believe you could go up, and on the other hand, all the Gdalim seems to say, come out, you can not go up there. So go through the sources, come out, and through the practicalities and why, um, why that is so. so. The first source for this question is the Gemara, the Gemara in Megillus, Gemara in Shavuos also, that discusses the basic question, is there Kedusha in the spot of the Beis HaMikdash and spot of the Harbayis today. So we know, of course, that when the Beis HaMikdash stood there, there was a tremendous level of Kedusha there. It came with tremendous amount of restrictions also. Whatever there's, there's Kedusha, there's restrictions. Um, and the question is, did, with that Kedusha that was put there by Shalom and later on by, by Ezra when he rebuilt the second Beis HaMikdash, those Kedushas, um, were those everlasting Kedusha? Or those Kedushas limited to the time of the base of Mikdash stood there when Shalom Melch made the original first base of Mikdash? Was he putting a Kedusha that lasted there forever? Was he putting a Kedusha that was just meant to be there for the time the base of Mikdash actually stood at that spot? The Gemara brings what seems to be a Machlekas Tanoim on the matter. Practically in the Rishonim, the Rambam takes on very clearly that we hold that that place has the status of the same Kedusha as if the base of Mikdash was still there. Whatever Kedusha was there at the time of the base of Mikdash is still there on that place today. The Ravid argues, he doesn't know where the Rambam got this opinion from, and the Ravid holds there is no Kedusha in that place. According to the Ravid, there's no, there's no Issachar to go up to any, any of the places. It's clear there's no, that Kedusha is no longer there. There's a big discussion in the Akhredim exactly the Ravid held was completely permitted, or he just held it's not the same level of Kedusha that, that was originally a discussion, but at least take on the Rambam for sure holds the same level as the Beis HaMikdash still there, and the Ravid holds that level, it's not the same level for sure was at the time of the Beis HaMikdash. Practically, how do we rule in Machlikas Rambam Ravid? So the Magen of Ram goes like the, Ravid, like the Rambam, the Meshavruah goes like the Rambam, and all the Paiskim today, according to him, take, uh, assume that we follow the opinion of the Rambam, and the same Kedusha that was there in that spot when the Basin Mikdash stood, that is the same Kedusha that is there in that place today. Okay, so now we know that there's Kedusha in that place. Now, what, what level of Kedusha, what restrictions are there in each on those various levels of Kedusha? So the Mishnah and Kalim discusses what the Kedusha and what the restrictions are on the higher bias. And the come down from that mission of essentially divide, we can divide up the higher bias into two different levels of Kedusha. The first level is the place of the actual Beis HaMikdash, including all the Azaras and all the courtyards and the Chel, which was like a boundary area that went around the Beis HaMikdash. All of that, a person who is Tommy Mace, which means anyone who came in contact with a dead body, or someone who was in the room with a dead body, something which you're all assumed to be today, is not allowed to go in there unless they purify themselves, which is the only way you can do that is through the ashes of the para aduma. So the entire place where the Bisa Mikdash stood, a person is not allowed to go in there if they are Tomei Mace. And according to the vast majority of that area, overwhelming majority of the area, it would be an Isser Karis. So for a person to walk in there while they are Tomei Mace. So to go into the actual area where the Bisa Mikdash stood, no one can do today. That's clear. No one's arguing on that. The second level of Kedusha, the second level in that Mishnah of the Harbais, is the rest of Harbais, excluding the place of, it, of the actual base of Mikdash. The actual base of Mikdash is an Isar Karis for a Tommy Mace. The rest of Harbais, even if one is Tommy Mace, the Mishnah is very clear, you're allowed to go up there. You're allowed to go into the rest of Harbais if you are Tommy Mace. There are still some restrictions. There's still another level of Kedusha. That is, a person who is what's known as Tommy Hayatim Gufoy, someone who is Tommy because of things that came out of his body, he is not allowed to go up there. What is someone who is Tomei, 
what are these what are these little tummy tummy yaitimi gufe? That includes a nida, just a practical the mission lists a bunch of cases, we'll go through the practical ones. A nida is um is a level of that tumma. So any woman who has a status of nida is not allowed to go up to higher bias because she has that level of tumma tummy yaitimi gufa. As well as a man who had a seminal mission, he's also a balkari. Until he goes to a mikvah, he is not allowed to go up to the higher bias. Also, a woman who had relations is not allowed to go up to, for up to three days after, after, after his relations again, until she, and then she has to go to the mikvah after that. So a woman who has nida can never go up. A woman who had relations with her husband in the past three days cannot go up. unless. Um, and a man who had a seminal mission unless, until he goes to the mikvah cannot go up. Um, now, even unless a man does want to go up, then he's going to say, okay, fine, he's going to go to the mikvah. And he'll retire himself from his Valkyrie um, in from, from seminal mission. In that case, he wouldn't just, not just like the quick dip some people do before Shachris or do before Shabbos. You'd have to do all the preparations that a woman does when she goes to the mikvah. And it would have to be a mikvah that's kosher for a woman. As sometimes the mikvahs, the menus aren't, are a very different little status of, of how, how kosher makes mikvah. It would have to be a completely 100% kosher mikvah. And it would have to do all the preparations, all the cutting nail, the tetra, all those different things that a woman does before she goes to the mikvah. A man who before you go up to higher bias would have to do that. Um, also, there's a mitzvah asay of mikdashi tira'u. The person has to have meirah mikdash. The person has to reference for the place of the base of mikdash. Practically, what that means, means a person will go up to the higher bias if they're wearing shoes. And we have a whole list of things that a person is not allowed to do on Harbayis because it doesn't have, it, it's lacking in the reverence for the Makam Hamikdash. Um, for sure, because anyone who would go up there would have to take off the shoes, as I said. Um, additionally, you know, just the whole, the whole, your general attitude, your general conduct has to be one that's befitting. For sure, you can't take a selfie up there. Um, if you look at the mission, it's clear. I'm not just saying, like, it's not proper respect. It's like, it's clear that there's very, it would be an Issa essay to do. To, to do anything that would not be befitting for the Makam Mikdash. Shoes or leather shoes? Huh? Shoes or leather shoes? For sure, for, yeah, for sure leather shoes, they're actually exactly a little together. Even, even in Kevin, though, the discussion exactly what I, I said on purpose like that. Um, um, okay, so based on what we said so far, those are those who said individuals who do go up. They say, okay, we're going to avoid the place of the base of Mikdash. That we all agree you can't do. And if you look generally, ladies from that, from both people who do it, their wives won't go up, their daughters won't go up, because that's we said there's going to be a lot of problems with that, right? So the men will go up, and they'll do all the preparations, and they'll make sure they go to kosher mikvah. They'll take off their shoes. They won't walk around. You can't walk around with any money exposed. You can't walk around with a credit card exposed. You can't. They'll take other things. They, you know, and they'll try to act with the proper reverence. And they say, based on all the sources we said today. You're allowed to go up to that, those places of higher bias as long as you have taken the proper precautions, as long as you have, you have purified yourself from any of the any, any level of tumma you might have. And that's the, where they come from, those who want to say that you could go up. However, all the gdail, since basically since 67, when, when this came a big discussion, when, when the really took control again of higher bias, um, have come out again. So it starts from the stipler, Rav Shach, Rav Shlomo Zalman, Rav Avadia, Rav Yashiv, Kenievsky, and the list goes on and on. The, the, that's the position of the Rabbanut, the chief Rabbanut, in, in Eretzah, that you're not allowed to go up there. That was the position of Rav Cook, that you're not allowed to go up there. A very, very, very wide spectrum of Paiskim Gdeil saying you are not allowed to go onto higher Habayis. What are the issues? They just laid out very nicely why, how you would be able to do it. Why do they all say you can't go up there? And there's three or four basic main reasons why, given in the fight from what, what the issues are. First of all, 
He said, no one, everyone agrees that someone who's Tommy Mace, which we all are today, is not allowed to go into any place where the Beis HaMikdash once stood. Well, where was the Beis HaMikdash on Har Habayis? So those who go up there will say they're the Red Vaz. The Red Vaz lived around the time of the, Shok, of the, of the Shokhan Aruch, of the Machaber, um, around that time, the borderline Rishon Akron. And he clearly said that the, um, where, they, where, the, where they have the Dome of the Rock, the, the Muslims have their mask over there with the Golden Dome, that is the place of the Kedush HaKadosh, and they, leave the, they have the quote, home Dome of the Rock, because they leave the Eben Shasiyah, the foundation stone, which would be know within the center of the Kedush HaKadosh, is under that dome. And from there, we can figure everything out. We know exactly where the Kedush HaKadosh is, we know where all the various measurements are, we know exactly where the base mixture stood, so they'll be very careful to avoid that area. Now, that Red Vaz, even though Red Vaz said it, Born on Rishon Achrein, a tremendous, tremendous person, but it's very, very controversial. First of all, within his own shuvas elsewhere, he seemingly contradicts that. One place he wants to suggest that the world of the Kaisel, actually the world of, of, of the Beisemikt, of the outer world of the Beisemiktash, does not fit with what he's saying that the Dome of the Rock is is the Kaisel And since then, there's many, many who have argued on him and said that that's not so simple. That the that the that that place where the Dome of the Rock is the actual place of, of Makam Mikdash. Currently, I think there, are, I've seen at least four. Possible theories about exactly where the base of Mikdash was on Har Habayis. You have those who feel like the Rajvaz, that it was over the Dome of the Rak. Those who put it slightly to the north of that, like closer to what we call Shashchem, in that direction over there. Others point to the fact that there are Makarios that say that the place of the base of Mikdash will never be built up until we have a third base of Mikdash. And um, that fits in between the two masks, basically on the Har Habayis, almost exactly opposite where, where we have where we daven by the Kaisal. That spot is filled with trees. If you ever look, look a little further back, if you ever look at a bird's eye view of Harbais and pictures, you see that spot is nothing there, filled with trees. Um, as a Mishnah also says that they've done thermal imaging on that on those spots to see what's under it. They, they can't really do excavations there for political reasons and for halachic reasons, but but they but they've done thermal able to do thermal imaging from above, and they've seen that under that spot. What looks like empty area, which would fit the, the, the assumption that there were the big founda- foundations for a big building there before, as opposed to under the Dome of the Rock, which is solid bedrock under. So that, again, that, that's, there's some evidence that may have been at that spot, opposite the Kaisal. And then there's also evidence now, archaeological evidence, possibly that it was all the way at the other end, the southern end of Harbais, where almost like you come when you drive the, when you come from the Eged buses, they drive up over there along the southern wall over there. That was in that area of the Har Habayis. As I said, all the other says that there was there was a, there was a Messiah amongst the Zikne Yerushalayim. They didn't walk next to what they call the southern wall of the Har Habayis because they were concerned that that the Beis Hamikdash was in that area. So again, so there's four possible ideas of where it is. Basically, covered the entire length of Har Habayis. So you've covered the entire length of Harabais, that the possible thing, no one knows for sure. We're dealing with an Ishakaris. It's possible anywhere you go in Harabais, you may be in the Makam Mikdash. That is neither number one, why the Yudhoyim said you cannot go up to Harabais because you may be you may be violating an Ishakaris. We have no idea where it actually where the Makam Mikdash actually is. The, the Mikdash came up to the walls of Harabais. There wasn't a so I was trying to all the way around. So the Khel was a was a was a boundary around the base of Mikdash. We said so that's included. So if you would go up from Harbais and just take one step in and not go further, so then so okay. so Atzeri says he's, I'm presuming he's addressing your question. Says we don't know how far the base is from the walls. Uh, I presume he could do the math there, unless he was concerned that the Chel went up on the western side of the Harbais, which is the way we come up. Within the week, no, way that those who go up there will walk up there. It's the only entrance that they let Jews in. The only entrance they let Jews in 
is from that from that um, bridge that comes up from the coastal from the coastal plaza. That's the only place where they let where they let Yidden in from. Um, that the the Mishnah says is ready. There was that's clearly the the least space of any things, and it's not clear from the Mishnah if it means no space or the least space. Exactly you know, what it means is not clear. I tried. I tried. I sent an email to someone who's very very hard based, like trying to figure. Out, is there that? I asked him that question. He didn't answer. But um, fine. That's reason number one. We don't know where the base of Mikdash is. Reason number two, uh, I'm point out, is that even if you can be certain you know where the base of Mikdash is, and even if you do everything, you go through all everything you have to do to to become Tahar. I mean, the vast majority of Yidin in the world today are not from. I am not going to follow these restrictions. If Yidin from Yidin go up there, following the halacha to the Kutzei Shoyud, they're going to tell every last detail. There's no question that those who are not religious will go up there, will walk around wherever they want, clearly into places that that that, that are possibly Makkah Mikdash. They will w- go up there without going to the mikvah, without anything. Ladies will go up there. And no one's going to tell. Okay, no, men can go up. Ladies can. That's not going to work in today's world. Um, um, it, it, all these things, and you have to go. Who, who's taking a poll? You know, you went, you went to the mikvah. You did this. You that. It's not going to work. There's no way. And and therefore they say that someone who goes up there, even if you are 100 percent sure that you are doing it, but you you don't, you're not being guided by any virus, you are clearly causing others to um, to transgress by going up there. They're going to follow your example. That's reason number two. Um, a third reason mentioned by many of the Gdalim is that there's another there's another type of tumma mentioned in that mishnah called a zav. Now. Exactly what we don't really exactly know what a zav is. We assume it's something that is that is unusual. But the stipler and other players can point out we don't know what it is. And fine, it's unusual, but can anyone say that they never had a zav if they don't know what it is? If you don't know what a zav is, you can't say you never it never happened to you. And a zav, the way it becomes one becomes purified from a zav is much more stringent than the way it becomes one becomes purified from the from the other types of uh, of tumas, one would need you, a regular mikvah wouldn't work. You need a flowing spring, and you need to wait seven days. There's a whole another list of halachas that apply to azab, which no one's doing those things. And Paiskin the disciple says, another Paiskin say, if you don't know what it is, you can't say you never had it. So again, we're dealing with a very, a very strict prohibition, and therefore they say that is another concern why one cannot go up to the har habayis. Um, I believe they're theoretically possible, but very difficult. I know those who go up don't aren't doing that. It's not like, but it's not like uh, the ashes of. No, no, no. It's it's not, I, yeah, yeah, it's, I think really te- technically possible, but but yeah. Um, during those seven days, it comes up again. You would have known. Okay. I don't, I'm not sure. Maybe. Yeah. Um, another issue is that we said before that there are the mitzvah mitzvahs I say of mikdash yitiro. Now you have to have proper reverence for the base of Mikdash. The Rambam, when he explains that 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 that, that halacha, says, therefore you're only allowed to go onto the Makam, onto the Harabayas to do a mitzvah. So when people go up there today, what mitzvah are they accomplishing? They're not bringing any carbon, not doing anything. That's where they're always a flashpoint over people davening on the Harabayas, because those who want to go up there want to claim that they'll say, okay, want to say that 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 okay, we'll go and we'll daven. Well, the, they don't the, legally. They don't allow that for various political problems and the wax and whatever. They don't allow. They don't allow people to dive in up there. So it becomes very tricky. Exactly what are you? What, what are people who are going up there? What mitzvah are they doing? If they're not doing a mitzvah, they're violating the mitzvahs I say of Mikdashi Tiro. Sometimes they try. They try davening at different times in the political situation. They let them get away with more. They let them get away with less. But again, if they're not doing a mitzvah, then they're being they're transgressing a a a, a, a isr asay. 
So it comes out here again, four possible problems. A, you might be an Ishakar, so you don't know where you're going. B, you're causing other people to transgress by going up there. They're not going to follow all, all the various rules. C, you might be a Zav. And D, exactly what mitzvah are you doing in going up there? So if you're not, if you're not doing any mitzvah, then you are violating it. So I say, for all of these reasons, that's why the G'dayim and the Pais come out and say that a person is not allowed to go up to the Harabayas. Um, we should be zeicher, that we can all go up there to Tahara and bring Kavanas from, from, from here to the minute. Amen. Amen.